knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. At Midway USA, we know the AR-15 is one of the most popular rifles in modern American history. Known for its modularity and widespread use, it's often considered essential to any gun collection. The essential things you need to run an AR-15 are usually always in stock during shortages, things like magazines and 5.56 ammo. Whether you're looking to buy a new AR-15 or buy parts for your modern sporting rifle, log on and for just about everything for the outdoors, shop MidwayUSA.com. Here we go, boys. Go. Hey. Ooh, I love that sound. This is a good one. fishing today it was okay um unfortunately with the wind i was on the canoe with a friend of mine and he uh he, he can be a little bit greedy <laughs> <laughs> he was front ending you while you were while you were paddling or how was how was that going no no we were on the canoe and it's got a it's his and it's got a trolling motor on it so that's all good but every time we stopped somewhere he would catch the fish and i caught one he caught like eight <laughs> <laughs> he was getting greedy were you going after yeah. uh, reds today oh yeah yeah nice. reds and snook i lost well both of us lost a snook good one but yeah yeah they were decent i've only caught one snook in my life it was just oh, pure luck. So, so fun. <laughs> yeah, so no, fun. It, it took me by surprise. It was, uh, phew, man, quite a few years ago now. I was down <laughs> in uh, Stewart, Florida. Yeah. And uh, I was just fishing the surf. And that was the year it was really cold. And they, had, they actually shut the season down because they had a huge fish die off. Oh, yeah. Um, well, was that, that like 2008 or the one after? I think that was 2008. Yeah. Yeah. It was because this was a long time ago. Yeah, I know there was a more recent one too. It wasn't that one, but right. yeah, the last was, one wasn't as bad. But right, yeah, it was crazy. Like the f dead fish floating everywhere. I was like, oh my god, this is. I was like, I ain't gonna catch anything. And I honestly didn't really know what I was doing. <laughs> like I just went down there, had like a like a salmon steelhead rod set up that I used uh, spinning set up, and I just long bombed big. Um, spoons out into the surf or a plug and caught pretty much everything jacks right and nice Spanish. i don't do that that much yeah it was fun and then yeah then i caught that snook i was like holy crap i'm surprised just because you know they'd shut the season down right. and everything. i was like wow that was pretty awesome well we don't have a lot of surf in my area we're more mangroves and you know that country yeah so pretty that, awesome where are you uh located i suppose we should introduce you this <laughs> <laughs> just roll right into it um and it's yes yes is that right Jacinda. Jacinda. oh with the hard j okay 
yeah. Jacinda with Jacinda Kayak Fishing Adventures, based out of uh-huh. where in Florida? Um, it's actually out of Ozello, which is in Crystal River. Okay, Crystal River, and so that would be mm-hmm. that's pretty. That's pretty south, is it not? Is that it, I'm close sorry. To the, is that close to the Everglades? No, no, no. Uh, oh goodness, no. Um, oh. Everglades are like the very south of the state. Mm-hmm. We are more north central Florida. Oh, all right. So north or south of Tampa? Uh, north. Oh, you're still north of Tampa yet? Oh, About an hour and a half to two hours oh, north of Tampa. Jeez, you're basically in Canada. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I have a friend who always says that he lives down in Tampa and he doesn't come up here because he's like, well, you live in Canada or Georgia or, you know, but, uh, no, we are like, uh, old Florida. Um, we're not built up as much as like Tampa, St. Pete and all that stuff. I mean, sure. you go out here and you're in the back country, you're surrounded by mangroves you don't see skyscrapers every you know everywhere you look it's pretty awesome i gotta look it up on the map here real quick just so i know where we're talking about crystal river florida boom let's see get my bearings okay so you're just i guess not quite right you're like halfway to the panhandle i guess yeah a little over halfway okay I have not yet been to that part of uh, that part of Florida. We are oh, a hidden gem that everybody is finding. <laughs> <laughs> That's not so hidden anymore. No, oh, no, man, it's look not. Look at this. This is like a little chunk of the Everglades just further north, isn't it? Yeah. Same. Well, Martins. I don't know if you're familiar with Ten Thousand Islands, which is down in the Everglades areas, um, but a friend of mine calls Ozello Five Thousand Islands because okay. it's you know similar but smaller sure yeah i'm looking at it right now just on on the google maps here and the whole saint martin's marsh aquatic preserve and the yeah River now the area is just like wow. the area i fish is just north of there it's uh crystal bay crystal bay it's it's further oh probably it. looks a little further inland yeah wow yeah it's uh pretty cool so what's the weather yeah, like? what's the um water like there is it pretty is it plain? uh right is now it it's like turbid? crystal clear crystal really? clear we have so many springs in the area um you know crystal river it's, well, i guess that you know what's in a name yeah right? <laughs> well we we have a lot of springs up there and you know the manatees go there in the winter time and uh snook go up into the springs and hang out up there and so we have mostly clear water, and then you get just north of us about 10 miles, and it's muddy. Really? Mm-hmm. Up in Yankee Town. Yankee. Is that what actually what it's called, or is that just like the pejorative? Oh, no, yeah. No, that's <laughs> oh, what it's called. Okay. okay. <laughs> so yeah, it sounds, yeah. sounds also like a pejorative, somebody that's further south, like, oh, you're way up there in Yankee Town. Well, ironically, uh, the road that leads to Yankee Town um, – there was a movie with Elvis Presley made there back in the 50s, 60s, somewhere in there. Um, Follow That Dream Parkway. Okay. Was uh, made in Yankee Town. So that's their claim to fame. <laughs> that and some cool. dang good fishing. Yeah. Uh huh. So, yeah, it's being as. So, it's, 
I guess in a way might be a little bit bittersweet. Like I said, it's a hidden gem that everybody knows about mm-hmm. now, but that's, I would assume, bringing you a little more uh, work, I would hope. Yeah, yeah. I, I get, most of my clients are from out of state. Sure. Um, so, you know, most everybody that, well, a lot of people that live around here wanted to fish with me until I started guiding, and now they just follow me. Um, but we get a lot of people... <laughs> We get a lot of people from Tampa and Orlando, the other side of the state and stuff like that, that, you know, they've heard so much about our area. They want to try it out, but, you know, sometimes they'll come over on their own and totally, you know, fail. Um, so they'll, they'll book a, uh, guided trip. I mean, it's a lot of water. I mean, it, I'm just looking at it on the map again. Like, you could get lost back there. Oh, yeah, yeah. So easy. I love telling my clients that, you know, they'll, they'll be like, how do you not get lost? I'm like, who says I don't? Because I have, <laughs> you know, the only electronics I have on my kayak is my phone. And honestly, it doesn't come in out there all the time. So, yeah, there are times where I'll get disoriented or turned around, but it doesn't take long at all to figure out where you're at. You know, if if you know the area, and I've been fishing out there for a while, so. I mean, that's a lot of channels and stuff, man. Yeah, it's pretty awesome. It does look pretty awesome. Oh, wow. Although it does make it a little more difficult because then you have all these different options as to where you could go, so you got to figure sure. out where you want to go, so. Oh, man, there's even this homos, 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 homosassa. there it is. I'm like, homosassa. wow, that's, that's a lot of letters going on there. Um <laughs> Yeah, there's like a little town in the middle of the swamp. Yeah. Basically. Mm-hmm. Well, if you go a little further south, you come across Chazowitska. If you saw that, you wouldn't be able to say it oh, either. Because it's easy for you to say. Chazowitska. Yeah. It looks like uh, Chazowitska. There it is. But it's 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 the Chaz. The Chaz mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Wow, that's pretty cool. And so are you, um, do you, are you starting like mainland? Are you out and then paddle out ways? Are you, are you like, um, well, if you look at, go back up to Ozello, there's a road that leads off the main road. It's like this nine mile long windy road. Um, kind of looks like a horseshoe and it leads to the launch where I launch at, um, which is, uh, Crystal Bay, North Ozello, um, and then that, you know, that gives me the option. I can go out towards the open gulf or I can go back into the backwaters or stay like right in between. So that's okay. where I launch. And you just kind of make those changes as the season goes? Um, well, I always launch there. So, yeah, it's more or less, you know, where the fish are hanging out um, in the winter time. There, there's you just have to find the holes that they're hanging out in. Um, we become a major nursery in the uh, winter time, so you always get a lot of small rat, uh, little rat reds. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, in the summertime, spring and summer, like now through probably November, even December, depending on you know when our first good cold fronts come in, um, we get a lot of the overslot redfish and snook all up in there. So. It, it, it just depends on the weather, really. The weather, the winds, the tides. Are you chasing and fish we, with uh, artificials, or are you throwing bait, or both? Um, mostly, I do uh, bait. 
I do do artificial. Do use the artificials, but you said I get. <laughs> Sorry, I'm a child. <laughs> well, I I just get better results and bigger fish with the live bait. Like sure. right now, um, we're killing it on cut pinfish. Okay. You know, uh, maybe when it's a little bit warmer, they might hit the um, artificials better. We did get a topwater redfish this morning, so that's always it, it's. I had a snook and a redfish chase my artificial the uh, day before yesterday. Neither one of them would, you know, grab it, but they they followed it all the way to the boat. Um, so it, it it just, you know, I never go without both if I can. I always have live bait, live shrimp. I catch my own pinfish while I'm out there, uh, and you know, I'll either use a live pinfish or a cut pinfish, live shrimp or use the artificial depends on what they want are you throwing a little a cast net off of that kayak or how are you um no you know for some reason i cannot get it to open up on the water i did once right after i got it and then i got like 950 lessons on how to throw cast net (laughs) and now they all just kind of combine together and that stupid thing won't open so (laughs) i can I, I, I can't do it to save my life, but, you know, I, I have my tiny little pinfish rod, and I oh, okay. well, one, one little hook. I don't do the sadiki thing sure. because, well, you just end up with a big old mess with a bunch of little hooks. and Right. So I just do the one at a time. It works great. I mean, I think that'd be fun. Like, I, I mean, I... Well, you know, if cover. if the big fish aren't biting, at least you got that tiny little tug <laughs> right. from the pinfish. <laughs> right. No, I usually keep myself entertained with, with stuff like that, too. Um, yeah. It's interesting. Well, you know, same... it's also a match the hatch, you know. Sure. Yeah, if you sense. go to a bait shop and buy the pinfish, sometimes you're going to get these tiny little things or these big old pinfish or whatever, but then you get out there and it's like the opposite. You know, if you start catching them on your own or even with the cast net, the majority of the time you're going to get a bunch of the littler ones. Yeah. But that's if true you too. get the bigger ones, it's, it's, I mean, those big pinfish, those, the, the, the big redfish and snook love those big pinfish. And even if they don't eat them live, you can always bring it in and cut it up and use it for cut bait. And you've got, you know, three or four pieces of cut bait. And, you know, are you, are you saying yeah. there's snook candy? Is that what I'm hearing? Isn't that no? I know, I do not candy? use that term. <laughs> I hate that term. They killed that thing. But yeah, yeah. I just snook like the things. What is this snook candy? No matter what it is, yeah. it's called snook candy. I, love I know, it. That right? Cracks me up. It drives me insane. You know, <laughs> it's like come on, man. Snook candy. That's the best. Uh, it's so funny. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually from Minnesota, so right. I don't get down to Sorry. the water too much. It's oh. like too cold up there, dude. Well, it was 93 degrees today. Okay, well, yeah, that's different. It was here too. And but... it ain't supposed to be. It's this is May. Like there's <laughs> so another weird thing that you probably won't understand is like we have like well maybe in the saltwater I guess there are fishing seasons, but like our our freshwater seasons like close down um, for certain fish like our walleye northern bass stuff like that well, mm-hmm. so that's opening this weekend and we call it the opener and it's a huge like state holiday basically nice. our panfish are open year-round but this is like 
this is a big event and yeah. I'm actually like there's been years where it snows. In fact, last year I believe it was snowing on opener. So this year, well, oh, it's not wow. supposed to be this hot. It. Like this is a one one and done. Thankfully, it's only supposed to be 80 tomorrow, which in my opinion is still too hot. But <laughs> yeah, it can get cold. Now we here. just we just had a cold front uh, two days ago, and it got down into the 50s at night. So that was cold for us. Uh, are you okay? Did you did you make no it? Did you... <laughs> no. No. So ironically, though, I'm from Michigan. Okay. But I've been down here way long, oh, way longer than I ever lived up there. I moved down here a couple of days after I turned 12. So. Oh, okay. I was like, boom! When I turned 18, I was out of there. No. <laughs> no, 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 no. So my dad's like originally from Florida. Mom's from like Indiana, Michigan okay. area. I got gotcha. you. We lived in Michigan. But, uh, no, so we moved down here in 86 and, uh, yeah, I, I don't do cold weather. No. Did you grow up, um, doing some fishing in the, in Michigan? In Michigan? Um, well, you know, I did, but the only thing I ever remember catching are turtles. And although my grandmother <laughs> loved that, you know, yeah, you know, that generation loved turtles, man. I mean, I like, I mean, oh, I, I oh yeah, I, I, I would. We would take them home and she would cook them. <laughs> yeah, if I by chance, you know, find myself with a nice big uh, snapper turtle, I'll take it and right for sure. It, I mean, turtle soup's good. Like it's really good. So it's I don't pass. Up I don't an remember, but I've never actually kept I, like the smaller yeah. ones, like painted turtles and stuff like that. I I don't remember honestly. Um, it's it's been a while. But, the, but yeah, it's just that seems like a common thread of that generation because I think we're oh, probably. Yeah. So you moved in what year? 86. 86. Yeah, I'm like 48. <laughs> okay, yeah, we're about the same age. In fact, I turned, I've turned 49 next week. Oh, happy early birthday. So, well, thank you very much. Appreciate it. You're welcome. But I'm still a child, so it's all good. Yeah, aren't we all? <laughs> <laughs> That's how we stay so young. <laughs> doesn't, just just it's, doesn't it's, reflect it's on the driver's It's just our generation, yeah. though. You know, it's I think it's our generation. I think you're right. Actually, I think it's like the MTV generation. Yeah, we we're the toughest generation. You know, we've gone through way more, and yeah, we're definitely more resilient than any of the current generations. I do think not to pat our collective generation selves on the back, but I think we are a super unique um, generation in that, like, we saw so many societal changes, technological oh, yeah. changes. You know, from you know, having to study the old fashioned way by going to the library to the internet, right? You know, we, we witnessed the birth <laughs> of the internet, you know, and, and had to adapt to that and then watch that whole thing grow, you know, and it's like, and not, again, well, yeah. not to give the whole, like, I walked uphill both ways and so, <laughs> but like kids today, no, that was it's our like, parents. you go to study something and it's like, Oh, I'll just Google it. Well, Right. You don't even know what studying or researching is. Like, no, like, no, they have no idea. Going to the library and use the microfiche machine and <laughs> look at index cards, like, and actually read books, like, <laughs> legit read them. Like, right. You don't right. know the struggle. <laughs> the internet has ruined things. I mean, it's it's great in some aspects, but yeah. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. 100%. And, like, you know, again like societal like you know we lived in uh, truly when you know schools were 
mixing with different cultures and different. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was it was a it was a wild time when you look back on it. And uh, yeah, I agree. I think we're the greatest generation. <laughs> yeah, me too. Yeah, it was it was pretty fun. But I a buddy of mine moved from um, Minnesota here down to Florida to be a bass fishing guide. He's nice around Orlando, yeah, David. Pachek, paycheck, yeah. I just actually just yeah. was fishing with them here a few weeks back. It was fun. Nice. I don't do much freshwater at all. Um, Is there much yeah. around? Well, yeah, you said you had some. Springs, oh yeah, so there's yeah. Be some around. There, there's lots of freshwater around here. Um, when we first moved to Florida, my dad bought a boat, of course, that had to have work done to it. But he'd take i have a brother and sister so he would take the three of us out there on the boat and when it would break i say when it would break down um he would throw the inner tubes out there and have us get in and paddle the boat back to shore i had absolutely (laughs) no idea how many alligators were in florida waters (laughs) oh my gosh yeah, no, you can't get me out there now. No, I, I would rather be out with the sharks than in there with the alligators. Dude, the gators don't bother me at all. I think they're cool. Like, we were just well, down there a few are. weeks ago, and we went. It's, it, it's great to, like, look at them from a distance and stuff like that, but I've seen so many clips where people, you know, they're reeling in, and they, they pull up this alligator, and it's, like, right next to them, and I've seen what alligators can do. Yeah, and they'll chase your bait, or they'll chase the fish yeah. you have on, and yeah. yeah. Uh, we rented a couple of kayaks, and we were down there a few weeks ago, and yeah, I went up this, uh, this little river, and... There was a few gators in there. I wouldn't say a lot, yeah. but there was a few. And yeah. Well, right after I got my first kayak, I went out on the Withlacoochee River, which is old. You know, it, it, it's this this lots of giant cypress trees, and you know, just all this kind of creepy once you get you know going down it and stuff. Um, but my first trip, we did just fine, saw a few small alligators. The next day, I went out there on my own, just getting used to paddling and stuff, took the same route. And I'm like, okay, that I don't remember that tree from yesterday, and it looks a little funny. And the closer I get, this gator was like 16 foot. My kayak was only 12 foot. I just and it it, it was up on the uh, shoreline and sure. it was sunning and, and I'm chilling. sure I would have been just fine getting past it. My issue was I had to come back and if it wasn't there when I came back, I would probably flip out. So I just started backpedaling until I felt safe <laughs> enough and then I turn around and start paddling back to the launch and like a 12 foot alligator goes right in front of me and after that I I was pretty much done with freshwater. That was it. That's so yeah. crazy to me that a floor a, a, a floor well I guess you're not a Florida native but you're a, a young enough transplant yeah, to be I I feel like you're a native. I still don't yeah. mess with those gators. But that's you know what? Okay, so so that's not even really why I don't freshwater fish. I got spoiled by saltwater fishing. Saltwater fishing, you don't know what you're going to catch. You never know what's going to be on the end of that line. And they're there's so many much bigger fish than a bass or a bluegill. And they do fight different. I I, I like both. Like, I really do. Like, I I don't – I like both, but I definitely get a jonesing for saltwater. And I think because it's – you know, I can't just do it whenever I want. Obviously, I'm smack dab in the middle of the continent, like, (laughs) literally. Um, 
so, but I do like, I, I'm headed this Sunday actually to uh, Charleston, South Carolina. My brother lives here nice. and uh, he has a boat, which is, which is really nice. So yeah, I try to get down there at least once a year and uh, just happen to stumble, you know, I just been to Florida. In fact, when I was down there, I was looking at flights to Charleston just, I do it all the time. I just, I window shop and usually nothing mm -hmm. comes of it because the tickets are ridiculous. And, <laughs> and just as it works out, there usually isn't a direct flight to Charleston either. You always have to connect through like Charlotte or Atlanta or something. Right. And all of a sudden right there in front of me is a direct flight. And it was kind of a weird, you know, it wasn't like a weekend thing. It was like Sunday to Thursday, but it was like less than 200 bucks. I was like, nice. holy crap. I have to do this. <laughs> yeah. This is cheap. I can't drive to northern Minnesota and back right now with gas prices for 200 bucks. No. Uh -uh. So it's like, I am for sure doing this. So I'm pretty jacked up about that. Nice. Like, yeah, my nice. daughter and I are That's headed awesome. down there. Yeah. Good way to spend the birthday. I'll be pretty stoked. Yeah. But yeah. yeah, I do. I agree. With the salt water, there is. And I would, I would have to say if I lived in Florida, I bet I would get, even though I like both things. I probably would end up in the same um, now, boat, no pun my, intended, as you. I would probably be in the salt. Right. Now, when my dad retired um, about 10 years ago, if that, uh, he bought a boat, got it fixed up all nice. It was great for he and I to go fishing in, but he always, you know, we always went freshwater fishing, and we never caught anything. And it's like, okay, look, Dad. I've been doing this for a couple months now. Let's go saltwater fishing. So I get him out there and he catches a nice trout. It was like 21 inch trout. That's and uh, he never got back on the freshwater after that. <laughs> <laughs> that one fish ruined him? Like a trout yep. ruined him? Oh, come on. Yeah, the trout yeah. isn't even. I do have to say, like, no, I never you know, get excited I, I'm, about trout. I'm right there with you, but a 21 inch is a decent one. I mean, that is a nice know? fish. That is actually yeah. a decent fish. But yeah, usually, usually when we catch a trout, it's like, oh, oh, it's a trout. <laughs> right, right. I'm the same way. When I first started saltwater fishing, I mean, that was like all I caught for ever. I couldn't even tell you. Um, and I, I kind of got tired of them. Well, they will, um, they will save a trip. I mean, they will. You true. Know, that, I mean, a lot of times Very when the reds true. aren't going, you can catch a couple trout. You're like, well, we didn't get skunked. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Well, it's hard for me because I hardly ever target trout. So it's like if I get a client out there and they want trout, and I'm like, okay, racking my brain, you know, right? Where have they been? And you know, I I know where they hang out, and I know you know their habitats and stuff like that. But like I said, you there are so many different options of different places you can go. So they seem to be everywhere you want redfish to be, and they aren't. Yeah. So just find that spot. <laughs> right right well that was a couple weeks ago i was fishing for reds and i ended up catching a nice 23 inch trout and you know most of those that size trout have gone further out yeah and uh so i got lucky with that one yeah i'm looking at a picture right now i don't i guess i don't know if it was recent of you holding a pretty decent trout Try yeah that's it, i think that's one of the last ones that i caught yeah, that's, trout that's a decent fish right there that. It was a fat one. It ended up, it had a uh, uh, toadfish in its belly. Really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that thing would have been fat. Big old toad in there. Yeah, you would think fat. people that want to catch trout, you, you, you would think you'd be able to convince them to go for reds. You know, like, do, right. do you know how 
much better these fight than right those. <laughs> well you get those bigger trout the bigger trout put up a really good fight um and and i have several friends who trout are their absolute favorite thing to go after but i like the redfish you know are you throwing, or, are you using like a popping cork or like what's your method right now it, it depends right now i prefer um if the current's strong i'll use a knocker rig um with like a three ounce uh, three eight ounce um, bullet weight on it just to you know help cast it out whether it's a pinfish or shrimp or cut bait I'll cast it up by the mangroves and you know let it sit over there because that's most right now that's where they're hanging out is you know about 10-15 feet off the mangrove lines just slinking um, in and out of those mangroves looking for the pinfish right and so if I'm like up current, I, I love to do a free line pinfish. Okay. Just hook it in the tail and let it swim, cut the tail fin off, make it swim funny. That That's awesome. I love that. But, For, uh... you know, it, when when summertime comes along and we actually have more water in, because right now we still have a lot of the, the, the winds are pushing all our water out. Um, but, uh, that's when I might use a popping cork. I really don't care for popping corks, but I'll use it if the water level is high enough to drift the bait and, and right along the mangrove lines. That's really the only time I like to use them. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the popping cork either, but yeah, for all either. our freshwater bass fishing um, listeners, a knocker rig is basically a Carolina rig. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's an egg, oh. egg sinker with a leader and a hook. Yeah, yeah. No. I'm I'm horrible when it comes to the technical terms. No, I've I, heard I, knocker rig, but create only, my own. The only people I know that that use the term knocker rig or use a knocker rig are saltwater people. But it basically well, it basically is uh, what we would call a Carolina rig, Just right? A, you know, a, a an egg sinker, uh, a barrel swivel, a length of leader, and a hook. Mm-hmm. Yeah. lots of good fish using that well you know we have so many rocks and oyster bars up here it also helps especially with clients um before i started using the knocker rig more i would use a jig head with a shrimp or even a pinfish on it or cut bait whatever um but there's so many rocks that the clients get hooked up in it and they don't know the little tricks to be able to get them out. And so if you have that knocker rig, you can just like bounce it really hard and it'll knock that hook out of the rocks. So that helps a lot too. The wiggle jiggle. That's how, that's how the, I would... the wiggle, the wiggle jiggle there. Yeah. <laughs> that's how you get out of, that's how you get out of the, uh, the oysters. <laughs> One of the first times I fished up in the Carolinas, we, uh, we hired this guy. He was the fishing coach. We called him coach because he was an old uh, high school coach up there. But that was like his, mm-hmm. that was his business name. And uh, he was great. And that was his thing. He says, God, give it to you a wiggle jiggle. And he'd hold it up and just kind of <laughs> shake it. And then, yeah, we just pop free instead of yeah. like jerking on it, trying to get it out. And you're just sinking it further and deeper and deeper and deeper into the, right. into the oysters. The old wiggle jiggle. It works. Yep. It, actually it works. does. It does. And it saves me a lot of money on gear. Yes, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So it's got to be a unique challenge. So like one of the main reasons I wanted to reach out to you and have this conversation about like as a kayak guide, like are your clients the in their own kayaks? hardest job I've ever had. <laughs> I have to assume like I'm thinking, so like I'm a guide here in Minnesota. So yes. I'm just like, okay, 
how does this working? Because it it can be hard enough to coach um, an inexperienced angler when I'm right there in their ear in my boat, much right, less. Right. And I assume they have their own kayak, or are you in like a yes. two person kayak? No, because that would no, be dangerous. No, no, everybody's shit, on their think. own kayak. It it's I've had a few people flip or fall out. I I still don't understand how because I've been on my kayak for over five years now I've never flipped it I've never fallen off of it I've had to launch myself off of it to catch a fishing rod that took off but mm. you, you know I've never fallen out of it but I guess it happens um I was thinking more <laughs> dangerous like if it was a two-person kayak like I wouldn't want that person oh, casting that no close to me. yeah That'd be like no, a good way to no. catch some hardware in the back of the head well you know my one of the hardest things for me is first off most people, they get in a kayak, they don't want to sit still. So I get a lot of clients that just want to use artificials, but I don't fish just artificials. And I, I, you know, people hire me, I assume, because they want the results that I get, but then they're not fishing the way that I do. Um, that, that makes it a little bit difficult. Um, but yeah, so, so, on my trips, I supply everything that they need. Um, I'll supply the kayak, the fishing rods, the bait, the lures, the all the terminal tackle, the, you know, everything that's needed. Um, but I do have a lot of clients that want to bring their own, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I definitely let them, if they're more comfortable on their kayaks or with their fishing gear, I, you know, that that's absolutely fine. Um, I, I usually tell them how I rig things up and what, you know, how I do things. So that way they'll have it set up when they get there or I help them that morning when I meet them at the launch. But, uh, you know, it's. In one way I get it. Like, I, I mean, everybody likes using their own gear, right? If that's what you're familiar with. But with that said, if you're going into a new scenario or new to you scenario i mean and you're hiring a guide because it's new to you you think you would use at least their recommendations like well what kind of gear do you have you know that would be kind of a conversation right. you'd want with the client beforehand you know, right to see like okay well, that's not quite what we're going to be doing so if you don't have the setup i have plenty or you know something right something along those lines yeah but yeah. as far as like well, coaching them to like where to cast and how to cast like how does that well, I have a trolling motor on my kayak, so I'm able to keep up with them better. Um, I, I'll paddle with my clients until I absolutely need to use the motor, um, which is usually if it's, you know, if, they, if they've hooked into a fish, because I don't sit right next to them very often. You know, mm-hmm. we're, we're not within arm's reach or anything like that. So, uh, well, I, yeah, I guess I just coach them from afar really um if if they have a hard time with casting and definitely not trying to knock a freshwater fisherman but in my experience most freshwater fishermen and i guess this is because you really don't have to cast far when you're in a lake um you know they, they got that cast 20 foot in front of them when I need it to be 40 or 50. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, so, so that, that's usually the hardest part. So I'll go up to them and there, there's not many guys that like me to cast for them. Um, they won't take a rod from me if I hook into a fish. So, you know, I don't have to sit right next to them. Um, 
I, I just coach from afar. Yeah, I can tell you I wouldn't be down for that. <laughs> it, it, it's it's rough. It's rough yeah. sometimes. You know, I've had a client and he was a great person. We had a great day, but he wouldn't listen to me to save his life. I caught fish out from underneath his kayak, behind his kayak. I would tell him to cast, you know, this one little section and he'd be like, oh, but look over here. And he'd right. go over there. And so I would catch fish where I told him to catch them. Um, I would, and, I would, I would you know, definitely listen to you. That that I have no problem doing. I well, no I, you know, I just kind of figured tricks, that's why but, people hired me. <laughs> right. Well, you would think. But as far as like, yeah, oh, I hooked one here. You reel it in. Yeah, that's not happening. I also right. don't want you taking my fish out for me. That's another stickler for me. <laughs> I'm not five, all right? <laughs> I've caught fish. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, get it because well, you, you never know the skill set of the person right, with right. you. I remember we took a, a charter out of Fort Lauderdale one time and caught a cuda. And, you know, I, I'd caught him before, but I wanted to get my picture with it, you know, and, and the, the first mate would not let me hold it. Like, he basically oh, held it goodness. and I leaned in. I'm like, bro. Yeah, I no. catch muskies in Minnesota. They also have teeth. Like I know not to put my hand in the danger zone. Like I know right. how to hold a fish, but yeah, he was not having it. And I'm sure, oh, you know, I'm sure you've heard this too. Like, oh, I fish, I know what I'm doing. And then you get out yeah. there and you're like, you've never cast right. it before in your life. I don't believe you. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I know, <laughs> like people yeah. over exaggerate their fishing skill. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I try to, without sounding cocky, you know, if I'm on a charter, because if I go to some place I've never been, and, and so what I preach to everybody else, it's like, and I practice what I preach, like I'll get a charter, you know, mm-hmm. I'm, I like to do things on my own, but if I don't know the waters, I don't know the method and I don't have the tackle, like what are my options? What am I going to do? Right. Spend thousands of dollars at Bass Pro Shop and then go out and just <laughs> take a zero because I don't know what I'm doing? No. I'm going to hire a guide. It's way cheaper, and I'll probably right. have some success. But then in doing that, you know, I like to communicate with them and, and try to let them know that I know what I'm doing without sounding cocky right. and, you know, like – it's a, it's a weird little dance. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that I'm probably, and, and oh, people get on to me all the time about this. I am a very, uh, I don't want to say that I don't have the confidence in myself because I do. What is the word I'm looking for? I'm very. Um, Humble. Very, yeah, that, that. Because, uh, you know, I get out there and. Sometimes my clients are like, well, can we try this or let's try this or I think this will work. I'm like, if that's what you really want to do, oh, sure. God, that's the worst. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, I've, I've had people look at me and say, you know, I just really don't agree with your decision. So I'm going to do this instead. And I'm just like, um, well, OK. But then, you know, like I said, that's where I turn around and catch fish off the back of the kayak or, you know, whatever. Yeah, that's a, that's a yeah, I've had stuff like that. Not so much with fishing. But, like, I also guide, like, goose hunts in the spring in the Dakotas. And you'll get people up there. And, you know, part of the being a guide is getting to know your clients. And you talk to them. And you're like, oh, this is right. your first, you know, have you ever goose hunted before? No, oh, you haven't. Oh, or you haven't. Or they have, but they've never snow goose hunted. And then there's every season you get a handful of these people that even though they've mm-hmm. never done it, they've watched YouTube and they've read some articles. So they know how to do it. And they're just like, well, why aren't you doing it like this? Or why aren't you doing it like that? It's like, because I know what I'm doing. 
Like, (laughs) should we do what you think is right with all your years of experience or should we do what I think is right with all of my years of experience? (laughs) It's just an honest question, you know? You know, you're right. You're right. The the guy that told me that he didn't agree with my decision and did his own thing and I caught fish out from under his kayak all day long. um, Like I said, he was a great guy. I'm not knocking him. But he told me that was his first ever kayak fishing trip in saltwater. So for him to come out there and tell me he didn't agree with me or, uh, you know, just... just literally not listen to me all day long. By the time we get headed back to the ramp, I just looked at him and I'm laughing and I'm like, I hope you at least paid attention to what I did. Yeah. I mean, was he, was he at least, was he humbled by it at least? Was he like, yeah, I probably should have listened to you or was he just like sticking to his gun? Yeah. Yeah. A little bit. And then a couple of days later he went out on his own and he sent me some photos and he caught a couple of nice trout and, you know, he, he did okay, so I was proud of him. But, uh, yeah, you know, it, it's almost like a slap across the face when you take these people out and they they just don't. Yeah. It doesn't matter what you do or what you say. They don't want to listen. They won't anchor when you need them to. They won't, you know. So that is that makes it a little bit hard. Or when they expect the fish that I catch on, you know, a somewhat regular basis – but they don't want to do what I do to catch right, them. Right, right. You know, that, so that it it does make it a little bit difficult, but I wouldn't change it. I love it. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, it comes down to, you know, the way you communicate with your clients, you know, setting, right. getting to know them, setting their, you know, setting their expectations right. and trying to, you know. Set. Well, you know, I always tell them if nothing else, I'm very entertaining because I make myself laugh all the time. <laughs> So, so oh, a lot of times I'm the only one laughing at my jokes, so that's fine. <laughs> I try to remind well, people, I like, listen, my humor is at... for me, not for you. I, we should be up front with this right now. <laughs> well, I don't know if they're laughing at my jokes or if they're just laughing at me, right. but Either they're way. laughing and yeah. they're having a good time, and that's yeah. that, you know, no, that's so that huge. helps. Yeah, and I see, mm-hmm. you know, there's a wide range of personalities out there, you know, client and guide right. for that matter, you know, and I've, and I've witnessed some guys, guides that like, I mean, they just don't take any shit, you know, they, they, they have no qualms with just telling somebody like, literally kind of like barking at him and be like, hey, yeah, you want to catch fish? Then, right. Then do what I say, you know, and I, I always hear that. And I'm like, oh, damn. But then, you know, right. people do it and then they catch fish and then they're happy at the end of the day. And I think my personality type like i would never <laughs> i would never get that bossy with a client you know, i can't I'm, i can't you like, know that would it sounds so weird coming out of my mouth like i'm like it would just be i'm, weird. I'm even a though very my head... nice person and you know i i try to stay pleasant with my clients as much as possible i right. don't think i've had any instances where i you know more haven't been um but if they don't want to listen, I'm not going to beg them. I'm not going to, you know, if they're persistently doing what I keep telling them not to do or, you know, what I've said, hey, look, this is what we're going to do. I need you to do this. And they want to go do something else. Then, well, that's on them, you know. Yeah. I mean, I, I had. I, I, I can't tie everybody to my kayak. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, you know, I'm, I'm probably a little too nice to a fault. I mean, there's probably some times right. where I, I do need to just like be a little more uh, blunt and real with some people. I had um, some snow goose clients this year were in uh, Missouri, Mountain City, when, like, the peak of, like, the front migration. Like, I think the refuge is holding, like, 1.8 million birds or something. 
and mm. we probably saw three quarters of a million birds that day oh, that flew gosh. over our spread but we only shot like three birds that's just what was happening like that and that was like right <clears throat> it's the time of year it's the leading edge birds these are the old birds without getting too deep into it like they're just these are extremely hard to hunt birds and single digit totals are pretty common and we just had this one guy you could just tell he wasn't happy all day long because these birds weren't working and at the end of the day he's like because it was a two-day hunt for them they're like well i know we ain't hunting this field tomorrow i'm like where do you where would you rather go dude you saw three quarters of a million birds today. Like, it's not going to get better. Like, you're not going to get any better than right? this. Like, I know they didn't come down and, and do it the way we want them to do it. But, you know, and I tried to educate them, like, and, and right away you set their expectations that mm -hmm. here's what we're at. Here's what we can expect. And I usually like to crack the ice, too, with one of, you know, like, you guys weren't watching YouTube when you booked this, were you? because <laughs> that's for like a snow goose hunter that's like the kiss of death it's like we watching these right? like 300 bird rain outs these whatever it's like yeah that that, that it's not gonna happen today <laughs> just, right just letting you know right? right now if that's what your idea of success is we're not gonna have a successful day and it, that's right. usually a good you know icebreaker and we joke about it but that also opens well, the door I... for me to educate them on you know realistic you know, expectations Right. And that, that's something else too, is I never guarantee. I'm, I, I will not guarantee that we're going to go out there and catch fish. I guarantee I'm going to try my hardest to get you on fish. Right. We're going to have a good time. Um, but yeah, never guarantee. Those places that do get like no catch, no pay. Like I just don't, you know what they end up doing is they take you somewhere <laughs> like all you got to do is give them your pinfish rod, right? Mm -hmm. Oh, if you caught a pinfish, you got to pay. And that's what well, ends up happening is you most catch some stupid fish your, you don't want. Right. Most of those are your offshore trips. I don't know. I, there are a lot of guides in this area. I've got a lot of, you know, captain friends and stuff like that. And I don't know anybody here that guarantees fish. The only people I know that guarantee fish are those that go offshore and they're going out to these reefs or, you know, these holes that always hold fish and they're pulling up these, you know, little 10 inch grunts or whatever, right, 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 yeah. you know, and I just don't get that because why are you going to spend that much money to go that far offshore to catch something that's a third of the size of what I'm catching a quarter mile from the launch? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, that's, but that's the thing. It's like, then you're it's like the the guarantee on the box like in the on the mm -hmm. tommy boy movie you know it's like well you can get a guarantee but it could be not worth anything so what good is you know no official right. pay it looks good on a flyer but right you're gonna spend an inordinate amount of time making sure you check off that box catching a fish you don't really want to catch anyways just so right that the guide's gonna get paid like there's just i don't know i yeah i would never do that either that's just well, you know, foolish. we have like, okay, so our water here, like I said, 90% of the time it is like crystal clear. So that makes it so hard to catch fish. Mm -hmm. You know, they see you, you see, or you see them, they see you. A lot of our water is like super shallow, running in two feet or less. You'll go from six foot to a foot of water and, you know, a heartbeat. Um so, so this super shallow water makes it uh, shallow and clear water. It'll make it 
pretty difficult. You know, you, it's great for sight casting unless you're like me and you get too excited. I'm, I'm not your sight caster. <laughs> That's not my thing. No, I've caught a few doing it, but I'm, yeah, no, I get too excited and I knock it right upside the head or something like that. Um, but, but you get, you know, you get these people out here and they're all excited. They see these fish and it, it makes it harder to catch them. So my thing is, as long as they see the fish and they know they're there, then it's, it's not as bad, man. When I take my clients out there and they don't even see a fish. Yeah. Yeah. If they see them and don't catch them, they know they're there and we're, you know, we're trying what everything we've got to get them to eat. But if they don't see those fish, Oh no, that that's when I start stressing out. (laughs) Yeah. And that's the thing I always try to tell people too. It's like, listen, if you didn't, if you hire a guide and obviously there's exceptions, they rule. There's always dirtbag guides out there, but for the most part, the vast majority of guides, whether it's hunting or fishing, whatever it is, like they Mm -hmm. want you to have success. And I yeah. promise you, if, if you're not having the success, he's having a less fun time than you are as a client. Oh, yeah. Because yes. the pressure is yes. on them to get it done. You know, like. Yeah. I can, you and, know. and, you know, most anglers, they know, you know, it's right. fishing. Yeah. But and then, even most hunters, I mean, I, I usually get really apologetic when it's like, come on up. Right. And they're just not, it's just not happening. I'm like, dude, this, right. this sucks. I'm sorry, guys. And they're like, yeah, we get it. It's hunting. I'm like, yeah, I know, but. <laughs> right. Right. Just, I know. It that sucks. It... I want you to, I want you guys to have, you know. Yeah. Get to pull that, the that makes it hard. Yeah. But, you know, you just can't give up. You just no, have to keep no, going. Yeah. You pushing keep going. forward. And, yeah. you know, and what you always tell them too is like, listen, this day can turn around literally in a second. Like mm-hmm. all of a sudden you stumble upon the right pot of fish and. Bang, and bang, and bang, for bang, most bang. people, all it takes is that one really good fish. Mm-hmm. You know, that, like I said, that was me fishing with Travis today. He, he caught seven or eight really nice redfish, three over slot. Uh, I think three slot, one under slot, one on top water. And, and I'm like over here just twiddling my thumbs, doing the same things, <laughs> casting the same baits, you know, all this stuff. And I got one fish, but it was a 30-inch redfish. Ooh, that's fun. It was bigger than all his fish. And, well, I was happy. I mean, I, it tangled up in two other fishing lines. But, oh, no. you know, we did lose a little bit of line. But I caught, I caught my fish, and, you know, I was good. Yeah, no, that's, that's so, a 30-incher is fun. That's Oh, I know. That's right there. I'm like one of the best fighters. I've, I've caught a couple right. bulls, you know, in in, uh, in South Carolina, you know, the 38-plus, 40-plus. Right. They're great, but it's those 30-inchers, man, those things are. I, I've got two. My, my biggest redfish I caught over on the east coast of Florida in Hallover Canal, and they are known for their huge redfish, so – um, I caught two of them at 45 and a half inch yeah. and that's my biggest redfish. Those are good. That's, those are real but, good. Yeah. Especially off a kayak. It is oh my so God, that fun. Would be so much fun. <laughs> <laughs> so fun. But you know, over here on the West coast, my biggest is about a 38. So that's, that's nothing still a to, good one though. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it, it's pretty awesome. I love it. You know, and I, I'm not a huge person. I'm, you know, I guess you could say petite. I'm like five five, hundred and ten ish pounds. Oh man! And so for me to get out there on a kayak and be reeling in these fish, the other day a redfish almost pulled me out of the canoe I was fishing on. 
<laughs> so you know it, it, it's great so are you uh fishing like tailing reds and stuff like that or more just um, cruising? actually we don't see a whole lot of tailing okay. reds over here it's rare to see them um the other day i saw the biggest and we'll say school but it was only maybe 20 redfish oh okay you yeah know, yeah looking at the that map and all the marsh and stuff like that it's got to be a pretty good um nursery for oh them. oh yeah yeah it's excellent we have like every uh situation that you could possibly want we've got the beachy areas we've got the grass flats we've got you know the deep cuts and channels and all the back country you know canals and it, it muddy bottoms sandy bottoms it's just everything that you could think of is right here in crystal yeah, river so it's pretty cool and, uh, yeah you get much for um like jack cavells in there oh, too. Yeah. oh yeah 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 i think my biggest one i caught in shore was uh, about 21 inches okay. um Thank goodness for anchors. I do use anchors or I'd be in the mangroves so much. Dude, those things pull. Oh, yeah. Oh, they're fun. Oh, I caught a stingray so today. He was probably about three and a half foot wide. Oh, my. Those are fun to fight. <laughs> yeah, those are. They're just like yeah. trying to pull up the bottom. Yeah, yeah. Well, that, there's tricks. Get yeah, them up. So. That'd be a little tricky getting the hook out, out of a kayak, I would think. Well, he, he actually broke my... Uh, not right at the um hook right next oh, to the okay. kayak oh. which was fine because yeah. he was huge sure that but makes it easy <laughs> I I, can tie I've actually a lot easier than getting that wrestle <laughs> and that thing in a kayak oh it's, it's it's fun i've done it before i've pulled i've pulled them up to where i pull it up on the nose of my kayak and it just covers from one side to the other and it's hanging wow. off each side so i also broke my rods doing that so i was yeah. trying to be careful today probably not a good idea <laughs> how about uh tarpon you know, I have never landed a tarpon. Really? I have hooked into a few, but I have never landed one. We don't get a whole lot of them up in the okay. areas where I I was I just fish. wondering if, if they're in there or not. Cause... It, yes, if I went further to the outside, they're definitely out there. Okay. I just, you know, especially with clients, I sure i don't i don't get to go to most places I want to go to. Because, yeah, and were you, know, you targeting them or you just happened to hook them? kind of a thing uh no well the one time i was targeting them but i was with uh somebody else that used to be a guide and uh yeah we were um we, we actually targeted them and i hooked into a monster it was almost as big as me or maybe bigger, Might have been bigger uh, yeah yeah he he threw the hook through what... the through the bait back at That's me what they do i mean i yeah. haven't i haven't even hooked one so who am i to say but you know, I'll be that guy. Right. Watch a lot of videos. <laughs> now, last summer um, was the first time I ever actually saw a tarpon where I knew it was definitely a tarpon. And it was like a quarter mile from the launch in Ozello, which is not normal. And this was a monster tarpon. Mm -hmm. I had never seen one so big. It, it actually chased the trout I was reeling in. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So that that was cool. I'm glad he didn't take it because my gear was not gonna get that thing. right. No, <laughs> that would have been an issue. Right? Is, is there like, did you ever see like baby tarpon up in the mangroves at all, or is they not really um, using that as a, a rooker? There are some. Most of them are, you know, um, if you get into the deeper um, channels that go through there, or 
closer to the outer islands, then you'll get a lot more tarpon out there. Okay. But I don't get out there that often because, well, like I said, my clients aren't going that far. Sure. That well, how how much like how far of a paddle would that be? Um, really, only about three miles, if that. Uh, that's still a pretty good paddle it, it's a good paddle especially if you're not used to it and then you know having to watch the wind because you have to go out across this big open bay and, and you know it, it's not always uh yeah that can get sporty a good idea yeah i, I do like to, i kayak fish in minnesota here a little bit but not not a ton just more of a time thing than a preference right. really um but it, yeah it's it's definitely fun it, it's a it it's a different skill uh, especially if there's current, like there's, we have a couple like, um, fast rivers that I like to fish. That, that, right. That's, you really gotta, it, it's an now, interesting Zello's thing. Zello's pretty tricky with the tides and the current and stuff because there are so many islands. So, you know, you got water, you know, dashing around one side and then on the other side of the island, it looks like it's going back out the other direction. Right. So I've had people ask me, well, can you explain these tides? No, no, huh? No, I can't. <laughs> no. <laughs> they, they never follow the tide chart like they're supposed to because really? it takes longer for the water to get back in there. Sure. there there's too many islands, you know. I suppose that, that makes so sense. It, it's, it, it's hard to explain, and I think Ozello is one of the most complicated areas around um, to learn. I can't imagine your tides are too big there. Are they like no, no, couple no? Feet? Um, sometimes we barely get a foot. Sometimes oh, wow. we get you know three, maybe four foot on it. Mostly in the summertime on the flood tide. Sure, in a king tide. But, yeah. Yeah, that's kind of yeah. Like Charleston is like eight foot tides there. Oh regular. no, no, yeah. no. It's a lot. That's just not as flat. Goodness, that would marshy. flood Crystal River. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, we can't do that. Yeah, there'll be none of that. There'll be none of that. Well, you know, we get our hurricanes and stuff come in here, and, uh, you know, a lot of Crystal River does flood. Ozello, you know, um, Homestassa, all these areas, we get a lot of flooding. I bet. I could see that. I mean, that's pretty much all of Florida is one mm -hmm. giant swamp, so it mm -hmm. you're not far above sea level. It doesn't take much to flood it out. One giant swamp called the villages. <laughs> yep, that's ex yeah. exactly <laughs> it. Um, so you mentioned earlier that you don't really get to fish for the things you want to, obviously, because you're guiding, making a living. But um, what are what are the things you want to chase? Um, honestly, redfish and snook are my favorite, and I will spend every day chasing those. Oh well, I, I'm not you're big. Living, you're on... living the dream, <laughs> right? I'm not big on the, like the little mangrove snapper or, you know, if I get on a bunch of small trout or small snook, I, I get irritated. I'm like, okay, I'm done. I want either big fish or, some, you know, I want my bait to be able to get to the big fish, but all these tiny fish keep getting it. But if I'm catching small redfish, I'm happy. I, redfish are my thing. Yeah, they're, Ironically, they're cool little fish, though. I mean, even well, the small they, ones, they just have an attitude. Right. Oh yeah, I know they're so feisty. Yeah, they but they they uh people around here call well all over the place here. They call me the redfish queen, um, nice. because I catch so many redfish. So that's awesome. Well, yeah, it's, it's not a, not a bad nickname. Of all of nicknames, a person could be uh, bestowed. Right. That one's not too bad. 
<laughs> well, I, I'm redfish queen, the kayak queen, the live bait queen. The live you know. bait queen. Yeah, because I use live bait. The, that, but can't use a cast net. Right. <laughs> right. So, you know, it's funny, though. I've actually been told that unless I can um, consistently catch the same quality of fish with artificials that I do with the live bait, then I'm not a true fisherman. Oh, that's just but, dumb. Yeah, uh, it bothered uh, me when I was first told that. And then I was like, whatever, man. I looked at his profile. I looked at mine. I'm like, my fish are bigger, so I'm happy. <laughs> there's so many. And it's just getting worse, right? There's so many of these gatekeepers to different uh -huh. things. Like this year, I was just made aware of one like in the turkey hunting world where it's like, apparently, if you use decoys and a pop-up blind, you're not really turkey hunting. Which for yeah. me, I thought that's what it was. Like I thought that's what like everybody did. did right. Did. Oh no, you got to go out there. No decoys, no blind. You're running gun. You're you're calling, waiting for a response, and you hear a turkey over that that knoll, and you start sprinting that way. And it's like apparently that's real turkey hunting in air quotes. <laughs> I'm like, oh my god, are you kidding me? But yeah, someone's always got something smart to say, no matter right. No matter what. Well, you my do. thing is, there are so many different ways of doing it. I don't care how you catch your fish. Why do you care how I catch mine? Yeah, you well, know. And there was another one this what, year when it came to um, like if you went to Florida and, and you caught a a ten pound uh, bass off a off a bed, would would you consider that your PB? Well, yeah. I mean, it would mm -hmm. be my personal best. That would be the biggest fish, best bass I've ever caught. Like yeah. the method of take doesn't have anything to do right? with the size. And the guy's like, well, because personally I wouldn't. That's just like, that seems like cheating. It's like, well, if you shoot the biggest buck of your life during peak of rut, do you consider that the biggest buck of your life? Because he took advantage of its breeding habits. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you still would. So it's kind of the same thing. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, and for me, I don't know, I, you don't freshwater fish, but for me, like, fishing bass in the spawn, everybody, like, thinks it's this super easy thing, but I've had tons of time where you just, you can see them, they're right there, your bait's right in the middle of their bed, and they, they just snub you. You're like, well, this right. is not fun. I'm going to go find some fish that I actually want to bite. Like, this is, yeah. this is dumb. So, oh, all fish do that. Uh, just yes, uh, day before yesterday, I was dragging uh, uh my bait right over a redfish's nose. I did it three times and it just sat there. I was like, okay, well, she's not participating, so right. I'm going to move on. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> That's frustrating when you're, when you see fish and you can't get in a bite. Especially, I can right? see that being in that, with that crystal clear water where you're just like, mm -hmm. well, they're right freaking there, but. Right, right. Well, today we saw, oh my gosh, probably about 40 snook all in one area and not one of them would eat wow. nothing. We had live bait, artificial cut bait, everything out there, and none of them would touch our bait. But there's probably about 40 really nice snook out there. No, so, obviously. of course, I'm, you know, crying. Yeah. Well, I would say I could be wrong because I don't have hardly any experience doing this, but I get the feeling that, like, snook are, like, super finicky from what I can gather as far as, like, especially snook if they see you. Snook and redfish are a lot alike. Are they? Okay. Yeah. And like, okay, so typically I'm fishing for redfish, but I catch snook too. Mm -hmm. You know, the, there's a little bit of a difference. The snook, they like the 
moving water. They don't like cold water. So, you know, you look for the points with the sandy bottoms and, you know, all this stuff where the water's just flowing around. And you're more likely going to catch smoke there than out on the flat where the redfish are. But you're also going to catch redfish where that smoke's at. Sure. And you're going to catch them on the same baits, you know. And are they more of a low-light predator, too, from what I gather? I know a lot of people night fish for them and stuff. So I don't know, like, uh, they just... Or do you still catch them in the middle of the day? No, yeah, you can still catch them in the middle oh, of the okay. day. Yeah. You know, snook can handle the hot water uh, or warmer water, but they like the moving. It's got to have good air in it. Sure. Um, redfish, they can handle the stale water. It, it doesn't have to be moving hardly at all. Hmm. So. Well, yeah, and they can go, well, I guess snook go up in kind of fresh and brackish water a little bit too. Yeah, yeah. So that's you know that that's way. they go up into our springs and that that's more brackish going into a um, uh, fresh water than it is salt. Oh yeah, for sure, absolutely. Um, oh, let's see what else. I something I was going to ask you and I totally forgot. Brain fart. I got on a got on a snook tirade. <laughs> um, any run-ins with sharks? Oh, all the time. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. you get requests um, to fish for them at all? Gosh, I hope not. <laughs> I haven't yet. No. I'm going to title this so one Shark Fishing We guy. saw a nice one today. Um, I think the biggest shark I've ever seen out there where in the areas that I fish is about a five-foot bull shark. Okay. And those are like the orneriest sharks, um, and that's why, you know, Okay, so typically I'm catch and release. If my clients want to keep illegal fish, that's fine, but I, they have to have a cooler or a fish bag. I don't allow them to have a stringer because we've lost way too many fish oh, and stringers man. because don't... the sharks, you know, yeah. shark will come right up and eat it right off your kayak. You're worried about gators and freshwater. That would, I would not be like... I would but not like to play tug of war with a shark attached to my boat trying to get my <laughs> fish on a, <laughs> on a well, stringer. The ones, the ones that are coming up where I'm at are not that big. You know, if you go out like to the scallop grounds or out where all the uh, outside islands, those sharks out there, they're a lot bigger. Yeah, I, I mean, I dig sharks. I think they're, I love catching them. And, well, I'm sure right. I'll catch plenty this upcoming weekend. Well, well, Charleston, they're but. very entertaining but i'm not bringing that on my kayak <laughs> true that makes a yeah, yeah how would you mess with a shark on a kayak after thinking well if that. they're small enough it's okay yeah you know? if they're small enough you can but, grab them behind the head it ain't a big deal right but if they're bigger right. than that you gotta there's an issue yeah i just get, i like, get it as close as i can and i cut that line as quick as i can and i you know have a good say pair goodbye of side my... cutters yep. yeah <laughs> yeah yep. Yep. yep clip see you buddy I think the biggest shark I've caught on my kayak was about three and a half foot bonnet head and then a three and a half foot bull shark. And yeah, the, the bull sharks didn't come on the kayak. <laughs> yeah, bonnet mm -mm. heads are pretty easy to handle. Yeah, bonnet heads aren't bad. And you know, there's a little trick if you can turn them upside down um, and grab them from underneath. They're a lot more calm when you get them up into your kayak. Oh, they do that. They do that deal too. Bass will yeah. do that when you flip them upside down. I didn't know that about yeah. the bonnet heads. I'll have to try that. I didn't but, know that about bass. 
I usually just, uh, yeah, if you can get them, you know, before, like, you can kind of just scoop them. Like, if you turn them upside down and just kind of cradle them, they'll, mm -hmm. they won't freak out. Usually, every now and again, you still have one that does, but. Right. I'm just not really in the mood to get bit by a shark with tiny shark no, teeth. No, no, me either. No, I'm, mm -mm. I'm not. No, I remember my nephew caught, he sent me pictures of this bigger shark. I don't remember what it was. There was a big debate on if it was a sandbar or what the heck it was, but. Um, I don't remember what the consensus was anymore, but it was a decent sized shark. And uh, there's a picture of him, and he's, you know, he takes a picture of it, and I see his feet right next to the fish's head. <laughs> and, you know, and he sends it to me, I'm like, and it's just on the bottom of the boat, right? Nobody's in control of it. Holding oh. nothing. It's just right there. And then, like, I go, I don't know what kind of shark that is, but apparently, you're, but you're about ready to get your foot bit right? off. You know, all it takes is that thing to you know yeah. gnash his head to the side and it's like it's like oh he's like oh it's no big deal but then later he admitted, yeah. he's like yeah right after i took that picture i i stepped away and it did do that i'm like you're such an idiot <laughs> well we uh I, I was fishing with a friend a few years ago and he was sitting sideways in his kayak and he's anchored and he's fishing along this um grass line um and he's got his feet dangling in the water and he's got a redfish already attached to his kayak on a stringer. Oh, my God. And he says it starts acting crazy, so he pulls it in, and he's looking around, and he doesn't see anything. So he lets it go again. And he says next thing he knows, he looks down, and there's a probably an eight-foot bull shark. Goes right between his feet, grabs his redfish, pulls it, drags his kayak until the anchor stops it, and then breaks the stringer and takes off with the fish and the stringer. Oh my god! I'm like, yeah, no, uh, -uh. uh, -uh. <laughs> oh my no, god. uh, uh. So uh, I don't even like wade fishing, you know. That'd be, a, yeah, I. Unless I can see the bottom. Mm -mm. Yeah, I was a little. So I did that again. That time I was in the Stewart area, I I waded mm -hmm. out in the, whatever river it is, Indian River, I think, whatever it was, and, uh, you know, like in high tide, and I was fishing the mangroves and that, and it. You know, in high tide, the water kind of gets a little murky there. And it's so, like, couldn't really see the bottom. And now I didn't feel great about it. No, <laughs> so it's uh, like, uh -uh. um. So all the things really that like I've this. caught, you know, <laughs> the, there are stingrays, blue crabs, stone crabs, any kind of crab. It's going to pinch you. Yeah, right. It does hurt. Uh, you know, the catfish, um, everything has teeth. So, no, no, I'm good. I'll stay on the water. <laughs> yeah, I don't care. Unless I can see the bottom and it's sandy and right. clear, yeah, I, yeah. I, yeah, I don't care to go in it. Yeah, I'm kind of with you on that. I'm not I'm not too nervous about a lot of things, but like that, yeah, if right? I can't see what's in the water, and I know there's bull sharks around, I'm going to be a little weary. I'm not, <laughs> uh, I don't know what that. Well, I know they're always around in the summertime, so. Oh, yeah. I mean, again, going back to Charleston, there's people always go out and they hang out on the beach and these, and they're in, you know, three feet of water, which is plenty of water to hide a big shark. And that mm -hmm. water's turbid as can be, and they can't see anything. It's like, uh, right? obviously well, the they don't foot. know, but it's like, apparently nobody's told you that they're like really big bull shark swimming around in that garbage <laughs> like no thanks and that's how like that's how a bull shark attacks always happen it's always like uh -huh. it takes a little test nibble well a test nibble is still gonna take half your calf with it so yep yep well that be... five foot shark that i had told you about i came around a mangrove point 
going one way and he was coming around it going the other way and I was only in two foot of water and he went right underneath my kayak. I'm like, oh. <laughs> it would be cool to see though. I mean, that would be. Oh, yeah, yeah, awesome. absolutely. You know, I love, and that's one of my favorite things about fishing is getting out there and being out there in the nature. Uh, we see a lot of bald eagles and the ospreys and yeah. the 950,000 other types of birds Water that I birds can't remember there, the names yeah. of. Ibis and, yeah, all those right. um, things, pelicans. We have a lot of manatees. I know people have their mixed emotions about manatees, but I happen to love manatees. People have the mixed emotions about manatees? Who doesn't, yeah. like, who doesn't like manatees? What well, kind of evil person doesn't like a manatee? There are people that don't like manatees. They don't do anything. They're just there. Well, they eat all the grass and, you know, whatever. They, they. What? I've actually had one... Um, lift my kayak about a foot off the water um i went about a foot up off the seat of my kayak and then i came straight back down and you know so i've been rocked a few times by manatees um yeah i mean i can see that but it's like it's not like they're like intentionally trying to knock you out of your kayak they're just they're just kind of big dumb they just kind of slink yeah. around and do their own thing now well we... i think that 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 one that lifted my kayak up i think she was asleep and i'm i didn't see her because the water was dark at the time and i went to start paddling again i think i poked her with my paddle oh i might have spooked her a little bit yeah yeah there. oh they're, so. they're super cool we saw a couple of those when we were kayaking a few weeks ago in right that was pretty right. neat we got real close to them those and they almost but... every single one of them's got a scar on it prop scar it's oh yeah crazy. Like, oh, I know. It's, it's little... sad. I've sat out there and called the manatee rescue line a couple times. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, see, see good. injured manatees. It's good to see them though. They're they're an interesting animal for sure. Mm-hmm. And dolphins but, are cool. Yeah, I love love the wildlife. So oh, heck yeah! I think it's great. I mean, there's so much more to fishing than just going out there and catching fish. And that's one of the cool so, things about a kayak too. It's like you don't have the right? motor noise, and especially where you're fishing, like there's probably not a ton of wreck boating, like no, yeah, jet skis screaming around or wakeboards or whatever. Like it's just well, it, it they are actually getting a little more popular, unfortunately. Gross, but yeah, it, you know, I try not to complain too much about them, but jet skis and airboats are not my favorite. <laughs> I'll, I have a new hate. Uh, jet skis used to be like I used to hate them, and I don't. Bo- they don't bother me as much anymore because now up here we the new craze is these wake boats that right. just create these giant wakes that they surf uh-huh. obviously behind the boat, and they just everybody else on the lake has to deal with your wake. Like I just, right. it, I feel like it's like the most selfish pastime you could possibly have because you're just like, right. nope. What I want to do trumps what you want to do because what <laughs> i'm going to do is going to affect what you do which is not the right. same vice versa now the only real problem i have with jet skis like they don't throw they hardly throw any wake at all the only thing i don't understand about jet skis is why they feel the need to get so close to you when exactly. they have the wide wide world of the rest uh-huh. of the lake you at, know the ocean is only so calm. big yeah and they choose to come within casting yeah. distance it's like yeah why and, and I, then airboats are just loud. Yeah, it's so very loud. loud. Yeah, they are loud. And I've actually watched them spook fish, so, oh, you I know. I can see that. I yeah. See that well, sure. a lot of people argue that they don't. I mean, we've got a lot of fishermen that fish off of airboats, so, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's it's definitely doable. I've done it. 
but every time you start one up, there go all the redfish within, you know, right. 50 yards of you or so. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Yeah, I could, I could but, definitely see that. Cuda, you get any air Cuda coming up where you're at, or they stay further Um They're a little further offshore. I mean, there are some up here, but they're not, you know, not I've seen prevalent. Them in pretty shallow water too, but they might not just come up in that more fresh, right. fresh water I, kind of area. Yeah, I think most of them, you know, like I said, they are definitely further offshore. But also, though, um, Crystal River to get offshore, um, you got to go a long way to get deep yeah, water. When I was looking at that map, I was like, oh my god! Like I said, it's just a giant yeah. swamp. It looked like a mini Everglades. I mean, it really did. I was like, oh wow! Right. Look at that. I didn't even know and that then we existed. have we have a shelf there, you know. So it's like you're. 10 miles out and you're still only, you know, 10 to 20 foot deep. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, you know, you go down to Tampa, you go 10 miles out and you're actually in deep water catching the, you know, deeper water grouper and stuff like that. Sure. So yeah, you're kind of up there, not quite in the armpit of Florida, but you're close to it. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're like the best part of Florida. It looks pretty cool via the map, even though I've never been there. So, I don't know. I, I have well, a, next time you spirit. come down this way, you'll have to, you know, keep Crystal River in mind. Just might, just might, because I, I do like to experience new things. I've been uh, to a couple different places in in Florida, but I have not been to that since he's. I've been to um, Pensacola. That was neat. So I've, I've been to Miami, mm -hmm. been to the Keys. Haven't made it all the way down to Key West yet. Just like. Me neither. Isla Mirada is as far as I've gone. And then the Stewart area, Tampa area. And then recently we're in Melbourne, which is just a little further right. up the coast from Stewart on the Atlantic side. So, yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot I haven't well, been see, to. See, you've Florida, been to all but, those different places, but you missed the best one. Well, it's a hidden gem. I didn't, you know. It's, <laughs> <laughs> it's a, I didn't know. It I is. didn't know. Don't yell at me. <laughs> I had no idea. Now I know. So I'll be yeah. coming down there and I'll rent a kayak and tell you how you're doing it wrong. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, I finally remember what I was going to ask you before. Uh, you get fly fishermen much? Um, we There are fly fishermen around here. I've only had maybe two come out. Okay. Wow. And not fly many. fish. Yeah, I'm, with that I'm, clear water, I'm a little surprised. But I suppose if you don't market yourself as a fly fishing guide, yeah, I guess no, that kind of makes sense. I, I've I've made a few flies. Um, I learned to cast while standing in somebody's front yard, but I have never been out fly fishing. Hmm. I don't have a whole lot of you know desire to, to be honest. It's pretty. Fun. I don't know. That's a lot I mean, of. I haven't work. done it in a long time. It's really not. It's just, it's a lot of fun. I, remember I always caught... say I'm lazy. I always tell my clients <laughs> that. I'm like, I am a lazy fisherman. The bait I don't, I don't, <laughs> exactly. I don't like to have to retie. So when I go on a kayak by myself, even with clients, I have minimum three rods, comfortably four rods. And then I'll hold rods for clients too. So, you know, my, my kayak looks like a pin cushion. Sure. <laughs> but 
Yeah, I mean, I, I'd rather go out there with extra rods and not have to retie everything every time something breaks. And I can, you know, I have something else that I could use. Right. So that that's what I do. Yeah. Well, it sounds like fun. I've only been so, going for over an hour here, Jacinda, so I think uh oh. wrap I know, it was fun. It was a good conversation. <laughs> Thanks for you you were like messaging me like I don't I'm not much of a talker. That's bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> Turns out that's a lie. <laughs> well, no, I just get like really nervous. Were you nervous this time? Because you didn't seem nervous. No, because I just you you made it very easy. We we're just talking about fishing. Perfect. Well, that's I mean that's kind of the point, right? Yeah. That's usually why I don't do like a hard start. Um, yeah. Because it's like it flips a little switch in people's brains. Like, oh, I got to be on, and then they do right. get a little weird, but. Especially if I don't even like, if I don't talk about the actual subject right away, like it just like, how's the weather down there or whatever, some other kind of small talk, and right. I'll just hit record. And then it, once, if they don't know I'm recording, then it doesn't really matter. And then eventually right. they're like, oh, are you recording now? I'm like, oh, yeah, I've been recording. They're like, oh, huh, all right. Because then it's like, well, it seems silly to get nervous now. Like, I've already right? been talking right? for 15 minutes. I didn't know. So whatever, just keep going True. with it. And it actually works out pretty good, usually. But you know, I actually, I'm, I'm the co-host of the, um, fish talk seminar with Captain Mario Costello, um, at the plantation in Crystal River. And what we do is we, we bring local guides in to talk about fishing in the area that time of year, you know, it's once a month and, uh, it's like an in-person uh, seminar kind of yeah, thing. Oh, cool. Yeah. And, um, I haven't done a seminar myself mostly because well most people that come to the seminar are boaters not kayakers but um yeah I call myself the seminar jester because if I don't get up there and make a fool out of myself or you know just like throw out stupid jokes or whatever then I get like really really nervous and I'll clam up and yeah so that's how I get through it's got to be entertaining uh, it sounds like it sounds like you should have a podcast. Yeah, no, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you want to think about it? <laughs> well, <laughs> it's like nope, that's hard. Hard pass. <laughs> hard pass. Oh my goodness, no, because so like technical terms and stuff like that, I, I'll yeah, I'll sound like the the dullest crayon in the box oh it doesn't have to be like a how-to podcast though you just like it's just like what you're doing you're talking true. to other captains and you're just talking about fishing it's exactly what we just did right now very true that's true. that's it and you can crack all the the dumb jokes you want i do <laughs> <laughs> i'm my own i'm my own critic so i i'm not i'm my own boss i i, I can't cancel myself so i'm all good right like, <laughs> if i right? think it's funny i'll let her fly Oh, that's me. <laughs> well, I'll, if I ever get down that way, Jacinda, I will definitely have to uh, give you a shout. Absolutely. It'd be, it'd be a ton of fun. But give, let everybody know how they can get a hold of you. Um, okay. Well, you can go on uh, Jacinda's kayakfishingadventures.com. Takes you to my website. Uh, you can find me on Facebook, Jacinda's Kayak Fishing Adventures. Email Jacinda's Kayak Charters. Because fishing adventures just got really long, um, <laughs> <laughs> and that's at gmail.com. Or you can call three five two four one eight five one eight two. Just make sure you leave a message because I don't like to answer the phone when I'm driving or on the water. 
Yeah, I'm the same. I, if you're calling me, I'm. I might not even be doing any of those things, but I just don't like answering calls. I don't right. know. So if it's somebody, yeah. I know there's just too many spam calls out there these days. So it's like if true, if a spam filter on the phone doesn't catch it and it's just like, oh, it's somebody from Oklahoma is calling me. I'm like, it could be a client, but it also could be garbage. Right. They'll leave a message if it's a client. And then I look at yep. it. If it is, I give them a call right back. So that's how I do it too. <laughs> yeah. we're, we're kindred <laughs> spirits, Jacinda. I think we have, we have, we have a lot of commonality. I think we've found it's our generation. <laughs> It is. It is. It's our generation. It is. We're badass. <laughs> and I'm not afraid to say it. <laughs> I really appreciate you taking time out. This was great. Well, thank you so much for having me on here. Yeah, for sure. Maybe if I if I do end up down there, we'll have to do it again in person. That'd be fun. Absolutely. All right. Thank you. Have a good night. I don't think I'm coming to Minnesota, though. Oh, come on. Lie. Do some ice fishing. It'll be great. <laughs> Everybody needs to ice fish at least once in their life. Like that. That's for that's a for real statement. Like so you, I might have. I just might not remember. Okay. Remember, I'm from Michigan. This is true. This is true. But if you don't remember, it doesn't really count. Like True. True. Know, if you think it's scary seeing an alligator, well, come up here and we'll take a half-ton truck and drive on the, on a frozen lake, and then we can talk about fear. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I have done that. We did the snowmobiles oh, did? on the frozen oh, okay. lake. That'd yeah. Fun. That's fun. Yeah. That's well, fun. until somebody in front of you falls in. That doesn't happen. I mean, it does, but it not happened. very often. No, but it happened. I remember that part. Oh, that happened with to you. Well, or not to you, but in, up your, in front of your us. party. Yeah, oh, somebody goodness. up in front of us. They're, they're yeah, it's been nice. Well, Oops. somebody up in front of you needs to learn how to read ice better. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I got to say about that. <laughs> That's awesome. All right, Justin, this has been great. I appreciate it. All right, thanks. You bet. Have a good day. You too. Bye. anglers search for the one they call king but who will take his throne tune in to waypoint tv's battle for silver saturday may 18th from 12 to 6 p.m eastern presented by abyss battery waypoint tv on mondays head offshore with captain scott walker and steve roger for breathtaking deep sea adventures coming to me coming to me coming to me double he's jumping he's jumping he's jumping oh, oh. Look at that don't miss mondays with into the blue brought to you by academy sports and outdoors from 7 to 10 p.m eastern tell a few fish stories along the way on waypoint tv the destination for outdoor entertainment